Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Okay, so I want to ask you a question. How many of you know the word believe? Believe. You do? Okay. Alright. When I ask you to believe something, how would you do that? You, you know what I'm asking? That's the reason why we don't have faith. Because we don't know how to believe. I'm going to tell you stuff. But this will shock you to know that Believing is just a process for faith. Believing is a process. Remember we learned one of the days that there is a behavior of faith. Faith has a behavior. Okay. Faith has a behavior and faith has a process. Faith has a process to be developed. And that process is called believing. So, without believing, there can't be faith. Okay? Without believing, there can't be faith. So, I said, believing is the process. Faith is what you call the consummation of believing. Consummation means it is the final, the complete. Completeness of believing is faith. So, if you can't believe, you can't have faith. If you can't believe, you can't have faith. So faith will not stand if there's no belief. So the first thing you do is you believe. Because believing is not a joke. Believing is not a joke. It's not like I'm saying, I'm talking right now, you can be hearing me. But believing is not a joke. It, it won't just happen. You, need, you even need to fight. You even need to fight a lot of things in order for believing to stay. So if it doesn't stay, then you can't have faith. Then if you don't have faith, then you can't have works. Because then faith does not exist. Then if faith does not exist, then you can't add works to it. Because faith is released by work. The life of faith is what works. So the Bible says faith without works is dead. We learned it on Friday. Faith has a life. The life is work. And that's what a lot of Christians do. We have a lot of faith. Amazing faith. 
You talk to people, they'll tell you their faith they have. But they have little result. Why? Because there's no life. The faith is dead. The faith is dead. Okay? All right. Now, the reason why believing is important is because I will talk a little bit about faith. Faith, again, in summary, add a few things to it. Then I will get into telling you how to believe. Yeah, so he said, even so, faith, if it hath no works, is dead. How? Being alone. So faith is alive when it has a companion. And the companion of faith is works. And I proved to you, there was a woman that was not well. The Spirit of God interrupted me to pray for her. I prayed for her by faith, but I asked her to do something. Do what she couldn't do. She, she had to act as the thing is gone. So I told you that it's like you are sick here. Faith makes you see a healthy person. Okay? So there is a gap in between the sick man or sick person and the healthy person. He's the same. But until this sick person begins to work the faith, the person will continually remain here. So there are a lot of miracles in our, in our spirit by faith that is still there for the past 20 years. It has never come out because we have not worked it. Because the person is sick here and the person has so much faith that I'm well. I'm well in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, I'm well. By his stripes, I'm well. Yet, there is no work. So the person was limping. Okay? That's the sickness. Pain in the leg. So you can't walk. Now, I have faith that I'm, I'm well. By stripes. You are quoting all the scriptures. By stripes, I'm well. By stripes, I'm well. He took my sin into his body for me to become righteous. And so on and so forth. You quote all the scriptures. Oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And all that. And you are still here. You will still remain like that. Because faith will make you see not a man like this, but a man like that. That's what faith makes you see. So once you see this, then you add the works. You start moving. As you start moving, faith was alone. But as you started moving, life came. So you are doing this, all of a sudden you start doing this. Because faith is not now dead, it's alive. That's the problem. So the reason why we don't see manifestations and miracles is because of works. So James used a lot of time and we looked at it. But sometimes believing and faith are interchanged. So when you look at some dictionary or some Bible concordance, they explain belief as faith, trust in. But you see, you need to look at scriptures. Don't leave your understanding of spiritual things to dictionary. <laughs> look into the scriptures and find, let the Holy Ghost help you, the writer of the, of the Bible. Let him guide your heart and take you deeper. He's the only person that can separate. When I'm done, you will know there is a difference between believing and faith. And they're not the same. One must come before the other. Okay. So let's talk about faith for a moment. 
I found out when we read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 or 18, he said that the eyes of your imagination should be enlightened. And you know that imagination is not your spirit. That imagination is your soul. So the Lord was showing me that he gives vision to your spirit. But you can have your own vision by your imagination. And your own vision is answered by him. So when we pray, prayer takes you to the place of imagination. Which is, a, which is vision that you see. And that kind of vision helps you to recreate things. So as I am praying and I'm imagining something that it comes to my mind and I don't like it, I change it. Now, if I, and I imagine again, the one I see that I like, that's what I like. I lay hold on. So you can, that's why you can write in your book, I saw this, I saw that. Can you see that? Otherwise, you'll be waiting for God to give you a vision in your spirit. As for that one, he's the only one who does that. You can't force your spirit to see. He's the only one that gives you the ability to see. So, with your body, you can control your eyes to see. The eye of your soul, imagination, to you can see if you want to. Have you seen a buabu before? You know a buabu? Is the buabu here? Maybe you have seen before. Maybe you have seen the picture. But immediately I said that your imagination picked it up. Correct? Have you seen a red tie before? Is it here? No. You've seen it before. So it's not this one that is seen. It is your imagination, the eyes of your soul that saw it. That is the vision. So your body sees the things that are already here. This is your eye. It sees the things that are already here. Your soul, it sees things in the past. And it also sees things that don't exist. Your soul sees things that don't exist. That's how come if you haven't mastered how to open your eye in prayer, close it. Close it so you can imagine. The thing you are praying about. Can you see that? Faith, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, faith is the substance. Say substance. Faith is the assurance. Right? We learned this. So faith, hypostasis. Hypostasis, remember? Faith is the hypostasis, the substance, the essence of things hoped for. I'm going to break it so, 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 so down. So you understand. Now, the word substance is the same word essence. And it's the same word title deed. And it's the same word assurance. What does it mean? Now, the Bible is saying here that faith is the very thing that you were hoping for without the process. So, if I wanted this iPad, faith causes me to see this and not the number of cars I took and how I bargained or how, which way I took to get the thing. Faith does not look at the process. 
Faith just looks at the very essence. I'm looking for an iPad. I have faith for an iPad and my spiritual eye sees the iPad, not the process. Now, that, 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 that is where we have the fight. Because if by faith or in, in the realm of faith, your eye must see it and gaze on it. If your eye moves a little bit, it doesn't release the power in the faith for you. You must now re-gaze <laughs> and work on it. I'm telling you, it's a fight. I'll tell you. Okay? All right. That is why I told you that hypostasis is like, you know, faith lays a firm grip on the thing that you have seen. Like putting a, a bone in the mouth of a dog. And we use a pit bull. Pit bull. The, the one that who eats locks when he bites. When you put a bone, those bones, like the long one, like the cow, you know, um, legs and all that. And he holds onto it like this. There is no way you can pull it out. You have to pull the pit bull around. It will go with you. you. You must drag it, you know, on the floor. So when faith sees the thing you hope for, after you have believed and developed into faith, and it lays hold on it. Because belief does not lay hold. Belief does not lay hold. It must develop into faith. When it develops into faith, then it lays hold. Okay, that is why Satan can stop you from believing quickly before it turns to faith. I'll show you scriptures. That's why he can take the word from your heart quickly. What's the essence? So you don't believe. Because once you start believing, it will turn to faith. That's the consummation of believing. Once it turns into faith, you can't take it away. Because faith, hypostasis, will lay a grip on it. There's nothing you can do. Whatever the person believed or had hope for, the person will receive it. You see the difference here? Okay, beautiful. Is it, is it coming? So, so the behavior of faith is that it has an essence. And it has an evidence, right? That's what we said. And it has a title deed. And the title deed just confirmed to us, those of you that you've bought a land before, if you've never, you know, when you go, just go and Google title deed, they will tell you. Title deed is the final documentation that says that this is for you. And nobody, when a king gives you, gives you a land and gives you a title deed and it's in your name, they can't come back again for it. That's how powerful a title did. Once you have the paper title deed, it means that the thing is yours. Now, if I have the title deed, the process through which I got the title deed is not written. It doesn't come to mind. Does it come to mind? Even how much I bought the land doesn't come to mind. All what matters is what the title did. So that's what we say, the essence. Now, you need to understand it. That is why some of you want to start a business. Yet, you are looking for capital. Can you see that? But shouldn't you look for capital when you are starting a business? Faith does not look at capital. Faith sees the business. Is it capital you are looking for or the business? So, instead of spending your time seeing the business, you spend time looking for capital. That's where your heart breaks. 
And when it gets to capital, you are looking for who will bring, how it will come, when it will come. <laughs> that is not what faith looks at. So imagine that you believed God, okay, for some 20,000. If it is of faith, faith will now look at the essence. What will be the essence? The 20,000. I have it. Not when will it come? Where will it come from? Who will give me? Immediately you begin to look at the process. It's, it's not faith. In fact, it will die before it gets there. <laughs> because the Bible says faith is the title deed. I told you some years ago how God gave me 3,200 when I had 0.78. I was able to take 800 Ghana CD from an account that was 0.78 four times. So I know what I'm talking about. Because faith looks at the money. I, I don't go there checking my balance. Because by faith, I have the money. What am I checking balance for? Checking balance means, in fact, it's not even faith. You never believed. <laughs> you never believed. So there are a lot of believers who have a lot of hope, amazing hope, and they are building faith, but they die along the way when they start looking at the process. They give up. If you gave up, you look at the process. If you gave up, there's an evidence that you looked at the process. I will show you scriptures. Don't worry. Okay? Yes, sir. All right, beautiful. I will show you scriptures. So, faith looks at the final picture, not the process. Yeah. So, I set an example. If you want to start a business, you don't look at the capital. Looking at the capital is looking at the process. You see the business with your heart. So, you, you see the business. I have no business thinking, so when will we do? What is it going to happen? Who is going to give the money? Shall we raise some funds? No. No, that's not your worry. There are two things you should look at. Let me go back to business. If you look at the capital, the reason why it will fail because it's in the realm of men. So there are two things you look at. You look at the business that your heart is seeing and the provider. Because man is not the provider. God is the provider. But he makes man to bring it. So don't take your eyes off God. Faith will never be complete when you take your eyes off God. Faith will never be complete. It will never be complete. Remember, he's the author and finisher of faith. So it must be on him. So instead of worrying about capital, start getting your business plan. Start getting your logo. Start getting your business name. Start planning how you're going to set up your office. Let your eyes see the business. Not this eye. But this eye. If your heart can see it, it will happen. Remember, once your heart sees it, hypostasis. Uh, title deed is yours. If your eye can see it, Somebody can take it from you. Of course, if the bone is here and the dog doesn't have it in the mouth, another dog is capable of taking it away. 
The reason why sometimes you have a dream about something and then later I realize somebody's doing it is because it didn't end up in faith. There's no grip. You, you just had a dream, fine dream. Okay? All right. Now, since you understand this one, then it means that faith goes beyond every limitation. Faith goes beyond the limitations that Satan or they said Satan or the devil has put on you. Your family. They said nobody gets better. Nobody gives birth. Nobody becomes a great man. Nobody does this. All those kind of limitations. The reason why it is working in the lives of people born again is because that thing that has been put there is what they see. If your eye can see you differently as a freeborn man who is enjoying greatness, that limitation can't stop you. I remember years ago, Pastor Chris wrote a book called Creating Your World. You know that book? Yeah. Creating Your World. And this is the concept. And you create your world with your heart, with your imagination. You are born poor, of course, physically. Not spiritually. The systems are not changing for anyone. So what do you do? You recreate it. How do you recreate it? With your heart. What do you see? In fact, how do you see yourself? The moment you can see yourself differently, you recreate. It's like you skip the status quo into another man. That's why he said the eyes of your imagination be enlightened. It's not a joke. It's a prayer. Paul prayed. That you grant the people light so their imagination can capture, see. Because that's where the thing happens. If the thing is not in your imagination, it won't show up physically. Genesis 11, that's how they built the tower. The so-called tower, nothing was actually built. It was in their imagination. The Bible says, and when they imagine to build, God says, Let, let's go and see. They came to see and they saw a city. <laughs> their imagination was a city. And God came to see. God said, Charlie, let's cut this. Because what these people have imagined to do. Look, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them. Which they have imagined to do. Once you can see it, nobody can stop you. You haven't seen yourself as that big man. You are saying, Father... Thank you for eight-bedroom house. But you haven't seen it. Neither have you even seen yourself. In fact, you can even see it, but have you seen yourself inside? <laughs> you must see yourself in there. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Otherwise, the Bible will not mention that the Holy Ghost must give you light. Light. But naturally, as you close your eye, darkness... You know you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Yes, but as you even close your eyes to see how blessed you are, it doesn't show. So you need light. So he can help you. <laughs> At least give you an idea of how blessed you are. That's why you don't believe you are blessed. Because you haven't seen it. You see it in the Bible. <laughs> blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Are you with me? Yes, sir. 
So no demonic limitation can stop you if your faith holds on it, if your heart sees it. No family or bloodline can stop you or fight against anything that you already hold. It is impossible. No witchcraft. No. The point is that I have the thing already. It's like the bulldog with the thing in the mouth. If you want to take it, we must go together. And I'm not the one who does it. Faith does it. Can you see that? That's why I told you that if your faith says yes, not even God can say no. Not God can say no. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Now, I will show you the secret, okay, to making this work. And we see it with Abraham. In Romans chapter 4, verse 19 and 20, the Bible says that, and he staggered not. That's the secret. Now, look at the 19. 19 will tell you, that's what I'm saying, that to believe demands a fight. It demands a fight. Let's take this as an example. God had promised Abraham that he was going to make him a father of many nations. God has said it. We look at it on Friday. How now Abraham, he didn't believe God. So now God had to now counter his thoughts, imagination. Because he was imagining that he won't have children. And that Eliezer, his servant, was the one who was going to. Abraham was imagining it. God had to interrupt the imagination and said, no, you have children from your own loins. Okay? That's why what you hear really matters. Here, Abraham caught the thing when he believed. When he believed. Now look at it. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Which means naturally, when Abraham wakes up, he sees his body dead. That is one thing that can cut off his believing. That is not alone. He was 100 years old. And the craziest thing was that Sarah, the wife, was even super barren. Because Abraham was not. Because Abraham had Ishmael with another woman. So he was not barren. So if there was somebody to be worked on, then it had to be Sarah. And God says she's barren. In fact, God didn't say, he said her womb is dead. Now, these are all natural phenomena. These are things that you see. You look at Sarah, her womb is dead. And she's aging. You look at Abraham, body is also dead. Okay? And he's aging. That's how God put there 100 years. So all these things were possibilities to cut off. Abraham had to fight this. Abraham had to look beyond the physical bodies, the deadness of Sarah's womb, to lay hold on what God has said and what he also believes. So believing does not just happen. You must fight to believe. So in verse 20, Abraham fought. He staggered not at the promise of God. What it means that he didn't shake. He didn't stumble. He didn't believe today and tomorrow. He's like, I don't believe. No. He staggered not at the promise of God. Through what? Unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does it mean? Abraham looked beyond his body, looked beyond Sarah's dead womb, looked beyond all these things. 
and kept his eye on the word of God. So what does he mean? The word of God kept him. That's the secret to sustaining believing. You keep your eye on the word. Because I'm telling you, that thing that you believe, there are a lot of things that will come your way and fight you. Jesus said it in Matthew 12. I'll show you. It will fight you. That's the devil. Fighting you. Situations in life will fight you. Things happening will fight it. Now it is up to you to be wise. And look beyond what you are seeing. And look unto the source of faith. Jesus. If you take your eyes off Jesus, you are in trouble. Your strength, I will show you. I will show you the scripture. Break this one down. Your strength, you see, the strength of believing and faith is from Jesus and the Holy Ghost. That's where you keep your eye. Are, are you listening? Because whether you like it or not, some of us last year, we believed a lot of things. We had amazing plans, amazing ideas. You could even feel that you have it. You are even having dreams. People, people had dreams. I even told you that, Charlie. I saw you and you had yeah, confirmation. But it never showed up. <laughs> because once upon a time, something began to fight it. In fact, sometimes it's even how long it's taking for manifestation. That's what actually fights you. So you what? You must be strong in faith. How do you get strong in faith? By keeping your eye on the promise. On the word. Because that's where faith came from. <laughs> Go back to the source where the faith came from. That's the reason why you must hear the word of God. Listen. If you haven't seen the thing in your hand. Don't stop reading it. Don't stop listening to it. Keep reading it. Keep meditating. Keep hearing it. Over and over and over. What does it do? It will cause your faith to be strong. Because in some time to come, when you keep forgetting, just like James said, you see yourself in the mirror and as you move, you forget. So a lot of people, you are forgetting the word. The same word of God. That's why you must listen to messages. Maybe one of the messages whilst we were preaching it, Charlie, something bubbled up in you. And gave you ideas. You're like, Charlie, this one. I'm telling you, just in three days, that thing vanished. You see, the Bible says, he was strong. Strong in faith. Strong in faith. And I've explained what being strong in faith means. Because we have the quality of faith and the quantity of faith. Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Because the Bible didn't say, Abraham was saying that and I didn't get it. He said, giving glory. Giving glory to God. Why do you give glory when you have not received? He is giving glory because he knows he has seen Isaac. He didn't look at the womb. He didn't look at the body. He saw Isaac. Anytime he remembers God's word, he sees Isaac. God says, I have a son. So I have a son. Whether he will come from the sky or where, I have a son. Okay. So that's the secret. Now. Let me show you how to overcome the challenges that come with believing and faithing. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. I'll show you two. There are two ways 
to overcome the challenges. Two major ways in the scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. This scripture is powerful. Let's do TPT. Let's do King James first. And I will do this. Amazing. Oh God. As you see this, let something bubble in you. Look, all the problems and all the challenges that come your way, begin to see them in light of God's word. Paul says, for our light affliction. He calls these problems. And now, while Paul was calling light affliction, you haven't gone through that. I'm not sure you ever go through. If they not lash you 39 times, they've not stoned you before. They've not put you in jail. They've not slapped you. But all these heavyweights, Paul says, for our light affliction. So if you are here and you are going through certain challenges, don't look at the challenge. Commonize that challenge and say you are a light affliction. The Bible says, which is but for a moment. You know what it means? It came to pass. But you two, you have laid hold on it. Instead of laying hold on faith, you are laying hold on that thing that came to pass. Didn't you see the Bible calls it light affliction that is just for a moment? A moment and it's gone. So that pro- it came to stop you. But I'm teaching you how to overcome it. I don't know what you are going through. But once you are in this life, there's one thing you will go through. One thing or the other that you will go through. Even Jesus went through one. When he had fed people, 5,000, he had a congregation. 40,000 people. Just in one day, he lost them. He was left with 84. He lost them too. He was left with 12. Even the 12, Jesus said, if you leave me. You see, the Bible teaches you how to look beyond problem. The Bible, Jesus said, if you leave me, I'm not let alone. The father is with me, the source. Because the father was the one who brought them. So if they are gone, I don't cry over the problem. I look unto the father. Today, Jesus has more than 40,000 people. Because the problem you go through, that problem which is but for a moment, it worketh, it worketh for you a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Ladies and gentlemen, something big is coming. That problem you face now, that problem you see, that problem that made you cry, you made a mistake by crying. No. You made a mistake. If you cried over that challenge, if you cried over that circumstance, you didn't know scripture yet. Your heart was seeing something else. Instead of tears, it should have been joy. According to scripture. According to what? Now, Paul is saying that for all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So he's saying that his outward man, Charlie, then lash him. How many times did they lash Jesus 39 once? 
The last pour four times. So 39 times four. How many times did they stone Jesus? None. They stoned Paul several times. How many times did Jesus' boat capsized? Paul nearly died in the sea. How many times was Jesus arrested? Paul was arrested. How many years did Jesus spend in the prison? Paul, several years. But you see? So he said that though the outward man is perishing, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Then he went down to tell you the reason why he's not fainting. The reason why he's not fainting because all the things that happened to him, he caused them light. Light affliction. Light affliction. And he said, they are just but for a moment. So allow it to flow. Don't lay hold on the problem. That's the mistake of a lot of us. Whatever you are going through, you spend time to, to think about it. You spend time to look at it. You spend time. Don't even look at it. The Bible says, it came to work for you. A far more exceeding. The reason why I say like it is because that, what is coming for you? That big thing that is coming for you, if you compare with the problem you are going through, that problem is very light. Something heavy is coming. For whatever you are going through, I came to announce to you that something heavy. Tell it that thing has weight, weight, weight of glory. Poverty showed up. <laughs> you will see wealth. Sickness showed up. You will see health. The Bible says you will see the weight. The weight of glory. And look at it. It has eternal verities. You have no idea. Eternal glory. So, the Bible is just telling you that the things you are going through, don't shake. Don't give up. Sometimes you won't come to church because you think you are going through a problem. You would, these are signs that you are facing the problem. Instead of focusing your attention on the things, look at the next one. He said, why we look not at the things that are seen? The things that I'm going through, they are the things I'm seeing. But he said, we don't look at it. We don't look at it. You see, but he said, but the things which are not seen. So we don't look at the things which are seen. We look at the things which are not seen. Let me explain. You see, your answer to the things which are seen are in the things which are not seen. That is why you shouldn't stop praying. That is why you shouldn't stop fasting. That is why you shouldn't do all the spiritual things you do. Why? Because they bring into the seen realm unseen things. When they come, they displace the seen things. Can you see that? God, which call things which be not as though they are. So, I'm seeing this problem. This chair problem. The solution to this thing is in the unseen realm. Once I can bring that from the unseen realm, the Bible says it will bring this one to naught. It will bring it to naught. 
it will be like it never existed. In fact, it will take it away and the thing from the unseen realm will be placed. Can you see that? <laughs> so he said, why we look not at the things that are, which are seen, but the things which are not seen. How do you see the things which are not seen? With your heart, faith. Faith. The just shall live by faith. Listen, the Christian walking is a vertical, horizontal walk. You know the vertical, horizontal walk? If I go like this, it's horizontal, isn't it? But as I go this way, I look at Yeah, that's the, that, that's the Christian walk. Yes, Vertical, horizontal walk. Yes, Remember this. Yes, so when problems come, you don't even see it. Because I'm looking here. Yes, and I'm going. Yes, Colossians 3.3. Set your affection on things above. Where Christ is seated. That's what we look at. But some of us, we are horizontal, horizontal walkers. Yes. And we are forensic auditors or problems. When this problem comes, hey, when did it come? How did it come? When will it go? Does he have a brother? Does he have a sister? Hey, hey, you are a forensic investigator of problems. I refuse in the name of Jesus. I said I refuse in the name of Jesus. I choose to look at things that are not seen. If they are not seen, that's not mean they don't exist. They exist. They are bigger than this world. Look, a problem means you need a replacement. So where do you get a replacement from? Where are the substitutes? In the unseen. So you bring them and they replace. So you are sick. It means that you need a replacement of health. Now when you bring health, now you don't see sickness again. What do you see? Health. From today. You are going to substitute every problem and every challenge by faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to explain so it enters your heart and you understand it. You are no longer a beggar. You thought you were who you were because you were looking horizontally. Look at the things above. Now, you can only see the things in the unseen realm by seeing them in the word of God. Because the word of God shows them to you. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu and on Instagram as Prophet Danny Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact 7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-7-
services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.